So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. <laughs> this is Steve Taylor's song. So you want to be a clone? We're playing this song for a reason, just so you know. Want me to turn it up? No? Okay, good. All right, everybody. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio. I want to be a clone. No, I don't. Clone and kiss conviction, good night. Loneliness is next to godliness, right? <laughs> to serve him on my own, I want to be a clone. No, I don't. I don't want to be a clone, people. No, we don't want to be clones. So, welcome to the show. We're going to finish this song, which is going to be over shortly. Who needs the Bible anyway? I want to be a clone. No, I don't. Now I can speak it fluently. I want to be a clone. Be a clone against conviction. Good night. Cloneliness is like the godliness, right? I'm grateful that they showed the way because I could never know the way to serve him on my own. I want to be a clone. No, I don't. I don't want to be a clone. Send in the clones. Don't send in the clones. Don't do it. What? Give it 20 years or so. You look crazy when you sing, you know that? Thank you. You're welcome. I love the music. It's so 80-ish. Everybody must get cloned. Yeah, this is the part about Bareface that just slightly... Just kind of irritates me, just a little. Which part is when, that? When you watch the replay, your eyes are bugging up, and you're like, Rah! and your look is just like, yeah, exactly that. See, you're crazy. You know that. And you married me. That, 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 that <laughs> I'm just saying, you're kind you of. You have to be equally crazy to marry uh, this guy. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <sighs> and you've had 26 years to leave. Yeah, I have. You're still here. I am. Yeah, I am. It reminds me of Devo, Melanie says. Mm. Yeah. That's one of Randall's heroes. Are right? we not men? We are Devo. Yep. I'm taking that out of my head. All right. So, everybody, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. If you don't know who I am, I am your sweet and lovable host. Debatable to some, but, you know, truthful to most. Anyway, Stacy, Stacy Lynn, or Lynn, or Miss Lynn, or Mrs. Harp, or... Ma'am, or whatever the heck you want to call me. I've been called lots of things. And if you're new to the show, that handsome, hunky man who sings, like, intently, that's my husband. (laughs) Uh Yeah, he is. There's a difference between singing and acting. Are you acting? Yes, because there's roles in the song. Those, you know, those. My bad. The denominationalists or whoever they are, you know, the Christianese folks that are trying to tell a new convert that they have to follow you know this these rituals and traditions and i have to say you're super handsome thank you denominational dogma (laughs) yeah you are Mm -hmm. yeah you are (laughs) Uh, you're looking pretty good yourself mrs hart thank you or lynn or miss lynn daisy lynn Anyway, <laughs> I love him. 
All right. So anyway, if you're new to the show, we're the Harps. Today is Free For All Friday. What we do is we talk about whatever the heck we feel like talking about on Friday. And we often talk about controversial things. Now, I have a question. Before we get to this whole sex with androids or gynoids safe story, because this is... <laughs> you're going to love this story. You're just going to stay tuned for it. Before, we're going to get to it. I'm going to give it a couple more minutes. But here's the thing. I have a question. And you guys be honest, because this is free for all Friday, and I'm, I'm just going to make an honest confession. I'm going to tell you the absolute 100% truth about me. And it's just me, and you can judge me if you'd like, or not, whatever. But here is, here is what's truth about me. I am not a clean freak. There, I said it. I, if you come to my house, you're going to see a lot of clutter, okay? You're going to see books on the floor. You're going to see books against the wall. You're going to see boxes of stuff that I don't have storage for, and you're going to see a relatively messy house. True story. I know I don't look like a messy person here in this little box, but if you could see to the right of me, you'd see a whole floor strewn with books, okay? And papers and stuff because I don't have lots of money to buy storage stuff. Now, here's the thing though. How many of you are the same way? Okay. <laughs> now, no, here's the other thing. Now, I, I am at the place where, and there's Alice. Hey, Alice. I am not a, how do I put this? I'm not a dirty person. There's a difference between clutter and dirtiness, right? And, and living like a pig, you know, there's that. I mean, you've seen the show Hoarders. I'm not a hoarder. I'm not a crook. I, sorry, I just had to say that. That was trying to be funny there, but <laughs> I am funny. But anyway, I, I am not a hoarder, okay? So you come to come to my house, you won't see like a hoarding type house. My, I have a family member that is a hoarder. They're, it's, that's bad, but I'm not. But I grew up in, I grew up in a house with a mother who was a clean freak. I mean, literally a clean freak, just a clean freak. Everything was organized. The refrigerator was organized. How you put stuff you know, in the fridge was alphabetical. I mean, it was ridiculous. There's a place in the fridge. There was no freedom for me growing up. True story. A I'm, place for everything and everything. Yes, you know, but its place. Look, the Nothing truth wrong is, with that. is, is I like a nice house, but I have a cluttered house because I don't have a lot of money to buy extra things for storage. And anyway, I will, I'll save you the sob story. Garage sales. But the, the short version of it is is that I suck at organizing, okay? That's just the truth. I'm going to be honest and say it's the truth. I'm not an organizer. If I had a dream, if I could win, like, some brilliant interior designer person <laughs> could come and, and they give, like, $10,000 to her or whatever, you know, you know, it'd be, it would be like, here, take this money and then come to my house, organize it for me, tell me how to keep stuff organized, and I would be perfectly fine with that. But the problem is, is, you know, that's a dream. That's a dream, people. <sighs> but here's the other thing. Now, I have friends. I'm thinking specifically of some people in California that I know. I have friends who are some of the most down-home, sweet, loving people. They're, they're some of the salt of the earth, but you would never believe how messy they are. Okay, just saying, some of my closest friends are some of the messiest people on the planet, you know? And um and yet and yet we have we have um you know, we have these standards, right? In the church everybody's like supposed to look perfect. I remember when I lived in Diamond Bar, okay, I'm just going to vent just for a second. By the way, thanks for your comments. I'm going to get to them in a minute. When we lived in Diamond Bar, California, this was who a lived, long time who ago. Did? When I lived in Diamond Bar. You lived in Diamond Bar? Well, no. When we went to this church in Diamond Bar. Okay. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. See, Bareface corrects me when I'm I'm just, no, I was just but like, wow, when thing. did you live in Diamond Bar? I, I, I never could afford to live in okay, Diamond Bar. Okay, so the thing is, is, I grew up with a mother who every weekend took me, dragged me to garage sales. Okay, this is a true story. <laughs> As a result, 
I hate garage sales. I hated it. I hate shopping. I hated the fact that my mom dragged me to pick and save and Kmart and that she took me shopping with her. I hated it, hated it, hated it. Every single weekend of my life, my mom dragged me to all this stuff. It was my life growing up, going all this stuff. I hated it. Okay, so just so you know, this is something about me that you know. I'm just sharing. And I think as a result of that, you know, that this is my... What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Hi, Leanne. This is my reason why I don't go to garage sales because I hated it. My mom would drag me these stupid things every weekend. And yet I have to tell you that there is a time in life, and it is now that I'm 50 years old, that this girl is going to build a bridge and get over it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because there's there comes a point in your life where you have to get a little bit more organized than you currently are. And I'm just saying that I'm at that point. Um, Alice says, I, I avoid garage sales because I'm trying to minimize now. Well, part of our problem is that we don't have, like, even a car that's able to move like stuff. Like, like anyway, anyway, right, okay? So, but here's the thing. Yes, I will get over it, okay? I will get over it. Um, so I went to my friend Cheryl's house. I don't know if she's in here or not, but Cheryl is awesome. She is, she's in Texas. She has the gift of interior design. Me, not so much. If you, if you look at my, well, here, can I move the camera just for a second? Look, if you look at my wall, there it is. That's my wall. You see that? This is the wall in my studio. It is completely blank. <laughs> That's Randall's wall over there. Well, they see that. Uh, well, they don't see that? What well, they see that when I'm on camera. They yeah. see that Okay, wall. yeah, but it's blank. That's the light that's staring at me. So anyway, so <laughs> there's a delay. So I don't even have like anything on my walls because I don't know what to put on my wall. Okay, I'm just saying. But but I've always been jealous and envious of people. I guess can't jealous and envious probably isn't the right word. But I've always been like afraid, not not afraid uncomfortable with trying to buy stuff look because in the world of christianity getting back to this whole diamond bar stuff here i remember going to this church and everybody in diamond bar especially the older women which at the time i was in my early 20s so they were like old women which were like in their 30s and 40s and 50s i go to their house it was decked out man everything looked perfect it was perfect Found out many years later, this is the difference, this is the, my point, found out many years later that most of those women were so much in debt because of their extravagant spending and stuff, and that's, it was like this whole keeping up appearances thing, and if you've never seen the show Keeping Up Appearances, Hyacinth, you don't want to be her, just saying. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, so... Um, yeah, so I am a clutter bug. I admit it. I, I lay, I have books all over the floor. Um, <laughs> some of you guys that have come and visited us, we cleaned up for you a little bit, but you know, that, that was pretty much it, you know, but how many of you care? Like, like just to cure, out of curiosity, if somebody were to drop by your house today, unannounced, unannounced, let's say your house was the messiest as it normally gets when nobody's around. If somebody were to stop by your house and want to come in and be there, would you let them in? Just asking. Would you let them in or would you be like completely embarrassed that somebody came in? I bought a treadmill off my friend at Pickleball. This is a true story. And she and her husband delivered it to my house. And I was so hesitant to let her in because I had a lot of clutter on my dinner table, right? But I, I, I let her come in. <laughs> I, had, I had only been to her house in the garage, which was completely stacked. It was a, it was a, a three-car garage completely packed with crap, right? I have a one little car garage where my car actually parks. It's in there. I let her in, and the look on her face said everything to me. It was, you know, it was like, oh, my gosh. And what she said she didn't, she didn't say this. She didn't say, um, you have a nice house here. You have a lovely house. In fact, she said nothing. 
In fact, it was it was so telling that she she said nothing that I was like a little bit embarrassed. Well, it wasn't until like probably a month or so later or whenever it was, I went to her house. Okay. She let me inside this time. I went into her house and her house, one of the most beautifully decorated houses I've ever seen. But she's a stay at home mom. Her husband makes a gazillion dollars and she's got all this money and time to put into that and take care of her kids. You know, it's like, oh, wow. She had pictures of her kids on the wall. I don't have children. What am I supposed to put on my wall? you know, Bible verses everywhere. I, you know, I don't know. Anyway, so it was this whole comparison thing. I was feeling really irritated because I was like, why am I like so hung up on like caring or giving a, giving a, uh, caring about, <laughs> <laughs> about what people think. And yet we all do, don't we? Let's just be real, right? Let's just be real. Most of you that I actually know, and those of you who have actually come to our house, you already know, right? That's why you love us, because what you see is what you get. But there are a lot of pictures, there are a lot of people out there who would die if you came to their house and it wasn't perfect like they are. You know, you know what I mean? So pictures of your furry boy. I actually have, uh, I actually do have a whole wall with Grover pictures on it. Totally do. I totally do. Okay, so let's look at some comments. Then we're going to get to the sex bot story. All right, so I'm going to scroll back up here. Let's see here. <clears throat> Let's see. Wow, you guys left a lot of comments. Okay, I should say hi to everybody. Uh, Edible Clark says, me the same. Diane says, I'm the same way, but I try very hard not to be. Well, see, that's why you guys love us. Aaron Bond came in. Aaron, I clean for a living, have a difficult time cleaning at home, says Melanie. <laughs> for some reason, I I believe that. Um, I'm a vintage type of guy, says Stephen. Stephen. YouTube videos helped me organize my clutter. They were a godsend. Well, you know what? That's, Natasha, that's that's actually probably a good idea for me to look at, too. Uh, I have a dream. I'm so glad to hear this. Not alone. No, you're not alone. <laughs> uh, my son loves estate sales, and I hate him going. He brings home junk. Yeah, rebelling. I do, I do custom canvas art. Just saying. Aaron, yeah. You know what? I actually had a listener. This is a true story. I should go get it. I had a listener to this show about five years ago actually paint a picture. She did a a, a stencil, a, a, a pencil drawing of my dog Grover. It's absolutely beautiful. She sent it to me. And I have not put it on my wall because I got to buy a frame and figure out how to do that. So it's the only reason I haven't done that. But... Um, Aaron, I, I'm assuming you said that that you would let somebody in your house. You only live once. It's true. Yep. Yeah. So would Mia. Would not. You wouldn't let them in, Diane. Well, at least you're honest. That's. <laughs> Steven says neatness. Um, I'm very artistic, so I love design in general. If you ever want to come here, Aaron, and design my house, go for it. Pictures of the dogs and cat. Uh, I don't like people popping in unannounced, not because of clutter. Well, yeah, I can understand that. But let's just say it was your best friend. You know, would that matter? My best friend and I are completely different in this area. We're like Oscar and Felix. <laughs> uh, and then my other best friend is like me, completely a mess. And it's funny because we we both have the same thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Anyway, so that's that. that was for free. If you live there, you would. Well, anytime you want to visit, come on over. You can. I appreciate that. All right. So here, here's one other thing. I'm just going to bring this up at the top of the show. Then we're going to get this sex bot thing. Cause, okay. Um, I want to let you all know that um, one of the part-time things that I do here is Legal Shield. And I'm just bringing this up because it's almost the end of the, the month. And, you know, I know some of you donate to our show. I love that. I appreciate it. And I know some of you have become Legal Shield and Identity Theft members. I want to say thank you for that. Um, I am in the running. I am trying to earn Randall and I an actual vacation to Cabo San Lucas. This is the truth. I'm just being honest. Randall and I haven't gone on a vacation in years. I mean, an actual real vacation. Like a vacation with just me and him where we actually just did stuff and we didn't work. <clears throat> In fact, I don't, I can't remember the last time we actually had a vacation. It's probably in Israel, which was in 1997, I think, 
or was it 98? 2007. 2007, okay. So 11 years ago. Okay, so in 11 years, we haven't had an actual vacation. True story. So I want to win this, but the way for me to win it is I have to performance club qualify, which simply means I have to sell enough every month in order to be in that in that thing here, okay? And here's the thing. I am this far <laughs> away from performance club, club qualifying this month. I literally need... I need at least two signups, complete signups, in order to qualify this month. Um, and or maybe one and a half signups and to get somebody to actually sign up to be on my team. So I wanted to, I wanted to share a couple of things about Legal Shield. first of all. Hey, Vicki. I know Vicki can relate to me, too. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. The um, uh, Legal Shield itself is $25 a month for the whole family. And it covers your dependents under 26 years old. ID Shield, it's $25 a month um, for your whole family. And that covers children under the age of 18, up to eight of them. Okay? okay all right. Aaron's in. Good. That's awesome. Totally appreciate that because it would definitely help. And I have to keep doing this. I have to do this every month for through March, I think it is. I think the contest ends in February. I'm not positive. But it's like a five-month contest. So, But anyway, so here's the thing. <clears throat> um, identity theft for the family is actually $25 a month. I'm rounding it up. It's $24.95. But that covers your kids under 18 and all that. So, um, so and but if you're an individual, it's only $9.95 a month, okay? $9.95 a month, best investment you'll make, true story, um, and all that. If you want to earn some money, here's the true story. I have the best team, right? I have four people on my team right now. We're all going through training with Vicki Fitch, who is a direct sales expert in her own right. Uh, her husband is my upline, true story. That guy, uh, he was able to rank up really quick uh, with Legal Shield um, and all this. So we have, you know, we have awesome training but honestly, this is a second job for me on top of doing what I currently do. So if you want to help be a part of my team and join my team, if you're interested in learning more, contact me, okay? If you want to sign up this month, contact me. Of course, we don't want people next month too, but but this month I really need it because if I don't get this next thing, I'm gone. I'm out of the contest. Um, so that would help. And it's a great product. Everybody really needs it. So uh, just message me and we'll get in touch and I'll, I'll tell you everything you need to know. All right. So that's that. And I thank you in advance because you, you know what? Hey, I'm a missionary on a, on a thing. And honestly, I love legal shield, but I love doing this more. And this, if I can deal with legal shield, then I, I actually can do this more, you know, I, cause I love sharing the gospel. I love all the stuff that we do here. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. It really is awesome. All right. So this story that I found right before the show, you guys, ugh, ugh, it's, it's titled, it's over on the daily caller and it's titled, um, uh, ex excerpt, meet your new intimate partner, the sex bot. Okay. Now this is not like a big shocker to me at all, but this is from a, I guess it's a new book. And this is actually put out by Regnery Publishing, which is a very conservative imprint. Uh, it's titled, The End of Life as We Know It, Ominous News from the Frontiers of Science. Okay? Hi, Rocky Top. Okay. It says here, pushing the envelope even further, companies are now using AI to create the ideal lover, forget inflatable dolls, the sexually arousing androids, which are males, and... Gynoids. Gynoids, from which are the, females. From the Greek gune, which like is Greek for gynecologist. woman. Yes. Okay. Uh, being developed at California-based Abyss Creations. Have medical-grade silicone skin, hyper-realistic genitalia, and movable limbs. First of all, this should give you a clue. Who makes it? Abyss Creations. I mean, just think about that just for a second. So... The person who developed this named their company Abyss Creations. That should tell everybody where this is coming from, don't you think? 
I mean, put a one if you think that that's obvious. Like, why wouldn't they make it heavenly creations <laughs> or angelic intimacy objects? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Abyss creations. I'm like, oh my gosh. Anyway, so it gets better. Listen to this. Harmony, the company's star fembot, <laughs> which went on sale in early 2018, has an AI brain and animated face to go with her customizable, voluptuous, flexible body. Her head moves around, her eyes, your choice of color, swivel, uh, her eyelids blink, and her lips move when she speaks. Her personality is adjustable, intellectual, moody, quiet, imaginative, and humorous, but she's fixed, but she's fixed on pleasing her, her human lover. Now, <clears throat> you notice one of the emotions in there that's not mentioned is angry. <laughs> I mean, hello. Anyways, this. <laughs> I was gonna say, hello, the Stepford Wives. Oh my um, gosh. There was two versions of that, I think. Anyway, but back to you. They, the human lovers, will be able to talk to their dolls. Explains Matt McMullen, the company CEO. Well, Matt McMullen, you need Jesus. Just saying. Anyway, and the AI will learn about him over time through these interactions, thus creating an alternative form of relationship. He adds, the scope of conversations possible with the AI dolls is quite diverse and not limited to sexual subject matter. Well, gee, isn't that special? Harmony will function not only as a lover, but a personal assistant, a kind of sexy, full-bodied Alexa. According to the company's website, she will be proficient at searching for information in the web or setting reminders, assisting the user with the weather, the time, storytelling, alarms, tasks, and to-do lists. But everything will be done with a more, with with a lot more personality than what ex one would expect from a t typical personal assistant-based AI. I know, but but will she? You know, I mean, will she become a nag? I mean, you know, come on, let's just be honest. I mean, will it become like, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, Harmony consists, costs north of $10,000, depending on how many extras you order. And the hefty price tag will only increase with time as McMullen and his AI experts give Harmony computer vision, a warm skin, automated arms, hands and legs, as well as touch sensitive areas all over her body. A few of McMullen's planned lifelike upgrades. I'm no doubt some will find it creepy. No. Abyss creations. What do you think? I mean, do you really... Do you... <laughs> uh. But the arrival of sexually responsive robots will have enormous consequences, says the computer pioneer David Levy. A Jew, of course. Levy is a Jewish name. Ugh. Author of Love and Sex with Robots. We have already seen rapid changes in human relationships thanks to the internet, yep. mobile devices, and social media. I was about to say something about that, but go on. The next major advance will enable us to use our technology to have intimate encounters with the technology itself. To fall in love with the technology, to have sex with robots, and to marry them. To mar I mean, you know, is the robot going to have give consent? I mean, will the robot, I mean, just out of curiosity, what if the robot wants to, like, change its gender? Will it be possible? Hmm. Will, the, will the sex robot say, will there be interchangeable parts if the sex robot that's a girl decides it wants to be a boy? And then will it get put on their birth their marriage certificate? I mean, seriously, this is so ridiculous. But kind of complicates things, doesn't it? It does. Well, anyway, predictably, but... the burgeoning sex bot industry is not without its critics. No. Feminists complain sex bots objectify women, and I agree, but I hasten to add high-tech dildos and sperm <laughs> banks objectify men, neither of which feminists appear to oppose. True. Though that's, that actually is true. Others are concerned that some genoids come oh, with gynoids. a quote. Huh? Gynoids. Gynoids, whatever. Come with a frigid setting for stim simulated non-consensual rape-like intercourse. And that is bothersome as well. Also, at least one company in Japan is selling child-aged sex bots. Mm -hmm. That's the worst part. The current debate is whether such robots end up helping to heat up or cool down a person's desires to, to commit actual rape or actual pedophilia. See, 
And no doubt, I haven't read the rest of this, but I will say, no doubt, the animals, the animal sex bots are coming too, people. Just saying. It says here, if these sex bots do pose significant risks to women and or to young children, but no action is taken now. Yeah, like, what would the sex bot do? Go to jail? <laughs> I mean, we're going to arrest you for preying on it. I mean, ugh, this drives me nuts. Ugh. <sighs> It says here... There's more to the sentence. Yeah. Uh, John Banshaf, a law professor at George Washington University, lobbying for government regulations of the nascent sex bot industry, it may be too late if we wait until millions are already in the hands of actual or potential rapists, actual or potential child molesters. Yeah, we kind of lost the the dynamic of the sentence. Yeah, Mia says it just leads to doing that stuff with real people. Yeah, if these sex bots do pose significant risk to women and or to young children, but no action is taken now, it may be too late if we wait until millions are already in the hands of actual or potential rapists, actual or potential child molesters. Sex brothels have been commonplace in Japan for some while now, but in February 2017, Lumi Dolls opened an all-female, fembot rather, brothel in Barcelona, Spain, reportedly the first in Europe. <laughs> you can tell us how you prefer to find her in the room, what kind of clothes you want for her, and what situation, the Lumi Dolls website explains. Do not hesitate to give us all the details of your fantasy to be able to satisfy all your desires and make you live in an unforgettable experience. The Association of Sex Professionals, which represents human prostitutes. Okay. (laughs) The very fact that we even have to have a distinction between robot prostitutes and human Uh prostitutes should tell you something. It says here, uh, sneered at the very idea of the Barcelona facility saying the sex affection of a person cannot be provided by a doll. The sex bots do not communicate. They do not listen to you or caress you. They do not comfort you or look at you. They do not give you their opinion or drink a glass of champagne with you. Soon after opening, the Lumi Dolls brothel abandoned, or some reports say was evicted from its location off Barcelona's famous La Rambla Boulevard. As of this writing, it has a new secret location and is talking about glowing gobel. Okay. Proving, I suppose, there's no stopping science or the world's oldest profession. Now, Michael Gullion is an Emmy Award-winning science journalist in his book, The End of Life as We Know It, is an expose of the many ways in which science is edging dangerously close to permanently altering our world. This is a book put out by Regnery Regnery Publishing, which is actually a conservative imprint. They actually publish a lot of Christian and conservative authors. I've had a lot of their authors on our show. And this is actually on the dailycaller.com. So if you go to dailycaller.com, you can actually go there. You can read this yourself. I'll, I'll post it in the show notes. I'll, I'll post it. Uh, in fact, I'll do it right now. I'll just post it on our uh, in our commentary over at the Bible News Radio Facebook page. Um, so you can read it yourself. But no. bareface, you're a man. Hey, it's free for all. I want to weigh in on weigh this because this is crazy. Now, now many years ago, the, one of the mobile carriers, I don't remember, was Sprint or Verizon, who, who we know which company it was, but one of the um, mobile phone uh, carriers had a commercial where they had this guy standing in Times Square in New York City, standing in Times Square with thousands of people milling about, and he talks about, in essence, making all these connections, all these social media connections in the palm of your hand. He says, this is a great time or what? And I'm thinking, no. (laughs) I mean, it's one thing if you're on a deserted island and all you have is tech to make human contact. But you're standing in the middle of New York City in Times Square, nonetheless, surrounded by other human people. And, you know, it's, it's not the time to go artificial. <laughs> it's, it's the time to make human connection. Um, technology is great like this. We are, we are, you know, remote from most of you, separated by thousands of miles. And so we make this kind of connection. But the most intimate of human connections of all at least physically which should also be you know which should be emotionally uh, as well mm-hmm. um you know to turn that over to tech is is just 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 wrong you know i think about the two 
quote, political issues, let me get my quotes, air quotes here in the little frame, uh, you know, the the two political hot buttons that have always been are, are what? They are abortion. abortion and homosexuality. Exactly. Right. And what are the result of both of those behaviors? Death. Right. Carried out to its natural consequences. Right. Is, is, it's, it's death. Other than that, I mean, it's not really death, but, you know, it kind of is death. Right. It's, it's, and some, eco, you know, ecologists would, uh, you know, cheer, but it's ultimately goes toward the end of the human race. And as you astutely pointed out so many times, that human beings are the, the image bearers of God, the only, the only life on this planet that bears his image. And Satan, the ultimate thief, comes to kill, steal, and destroy especially human beings those that bear the image of god destroy the human race yes and this is and this is one more way of just you know oh high tech you know make it seem all polished and exciting and boy if you're someone and you can afford north of ten thousand dollars for your fembot you know you've really arrived and you're something but um what does that tell you though i mean let's just talk about that just for a second mm. what does it tell you that they would market this first to rich people with money. Well, these things aren't cheap to make, I'm sure. Well, right, but the fact that... they got to recoup their costs. But here's the thing. They're not cheap to make, obviously, but the rich people with lots of money could afford something junky like that. I mean, let's just... Okay, I'm going to... Uh, um, a couple of weeks ago, I saw Joel Calm. Okay, Joel Calm is a nice guy and a friend of ours. Um, Joel Calm actually... Uh, pointed out that there's this uh, robotic dog. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I have to get one of these robotic dogs now. And I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. I mean, but Joel went on to, to talk about how on his Facebook page, he was talking about how he wanted to get a robot <laughs> dog because he travels a lot. He's a traveling speaker, and so he can't have a real uh -huh. dog because it wouldn't be fair to the dog. So he figured he'd go ahead and buy one of these stupid robot dogs. And anyway, he showed the videos of it and, you know, and it blinks and it barks, it wags its tail and all this other junk. And and he actually went and bought it. And I thought to myself, how, how not Joel in particular, but I just thought how pathetic <laughs> that that people would buy a robot dog thinking that that and i'm not saying this about joel so don't even don't be <laughs> telling joel i said this but i'm thinking it's it, it reminds me of um when that keychain that the pet the virtual pet virtual pet yeah the virtual pet came out come a long but, way yeah it was like this pet. it was like this little handheld you know thing and and it's digital yeah. and and, you know, you, you had to, like, alarm went off if you need to feed it. If you didn't, it would hatch. It would die. You yeah. can actually kill your virtual pet. It's yeah. like, I don't find comfort in hugging a robot dog. Yeah. Or a cat, for that matter. But, a robot human. No, but it goes it goes to the thing. And I do think this ties into to end times Bible prophecy because we have the rise of transhumanism, which is the mingling of, of technology and humanity together. Not... Not that that's going to happen in a literal way. Like, yeah. No, there Not... won't be a chip or anything like that in your arm or your hand. Or no, your no, forehead. no. No, I mean, like, if you hook up with Harmony, Harmony's not going to be impregnated. Right. Um, well, I don't know. They might find a way to figure that out. But... Uh, <laughs> anyway, but. Abyss creations. Yeah. Yeah, abyss creations. I'm reminded of the... Um... Well, there is no mess to clean up. You're right, Paul. And I'm glad you found the app. <laughs> I just got your message. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. you know, I think the movie with Bruce Willis, uh, Surrogate. Yeah, which is the... That's where we're talking about being a clone. No, not being a clone. No. Well, that's... Oh, that no, that's the movie uh, Multiplicity. Yeah. I was thinking of. S Surrogate is where they had the remote control androids and they... And they experienced uh, just like a, you know, like, well, an avatar, a th 3D avatar that. Out of water. Oh, no. I hate it when that happens. You know, they were able to experience life through. Have you ever noticed when you're out of water, you're like, I'm out of water? Then you take a drink hoping that there'll be water there even though you're out of it. 
there's a little drop in here. That's why I did that. But have you ever noticed people do that? Man, it's empty. Should I take a drink? Sorry, complete like. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, bad. check it out. Uh, but at least that film points out the 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 dangers of that and and the the bankruptness of <sighs> that that loss of human contact. <laughs> yeah. Where it's all about self and my experience. I mean, you harmony can be as AI as the program, but the at the end, it's not for that that harmony is aroused and has it is for the 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 user, the owner. It's all about me, 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 in my experience, and, and yeah, where that, is God in all of this? Uh, nowhere. Abyss but you know, it's just the um, the How average wedding is fourteen thousand. How did you eight? So, is that supposed to be? Well, anyway, thank you for sharing on Twitter. Hello. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> look at this. We're interacting with technology, but there's people behind the technology. Right. At least we can, some of them on Periscope are not <clears throat> real people, but right. that's obvious. Yeah. Um. But yeah, at the heart of it, it's it's ultimately it's just sin because it's all about me, me, me. It's about self, and and I can have these physical feelings. I can have this physical experience with no responsibility or ramifications other than you know my credit card payments and and you know I get what I want in this this brothel in Spain. It's well, you tell us how to set it up, and you know. Of course, they're the but is taking something that's at the really that underlies human history. We wouldn't have a we wouldn't have human history if it wasn't for human reproduction. And to take that that something so sacred and humanity, and to make it a you know solely. Uh, about a selfish experience, but not only selfish, selfish to the exclusion, you know, of other human beings. I mean, is it, it, yeah. We can go talk about this on yeah. and on and on. But. Yeah, um, Alice makes a good point. She, uh, a while back, um, over on Facebook, yeah. um, she she basically, she said, I'm sure they have payment plans. Yeah. The average wedding is like $14,000. That's it? Oh, wow, I thought it was higher than that. Um, our wedding didn't cost that much. Our wedding cost, what, 1000 bucks or something? <laughs> a little more than that. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, you know what gets me, though? Put under five. Is the... Um, how they would incorporate children into this. Yeah, that's really that, disturbing. That is what bothers me even more so. I mean, there's, I can't say I'm a, well, kind of, kind I'm of wondering what the name of that Japanese company is. that's I, making the, I don't know, but you know, sex trafficking and child abuse and pedophilia and all that is rampant. And, you know, as a survivor of that myself, I just have to say that, you know what, anybody who, uh, okay, I have I have two views. Well, I probably have more than two views, but for now, let's just say this. On the one hand, I think that people who end up becoming pedophiles and rapists and stuff, there's always a starting point, right? There's always something that happens to them to get them to that point, okay? I mean, that's just the truth. Usually, they've been abused themselves, research shows. Um, sometimes there's a early pornography addiction, uh, and in some cases, there is some biological, um, I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. I don't know what the word is. Genetically predis predisposed um, psychopathy, because believe it or not, um, actually, I've been doing some research this. I, I'm actually pretty good at understanding narcissistic and uh, sociopathic disorders, Um not only because of my, my therapist background, but because I have a really interesting, I have a very keen interest in that disorder. <laughs> I've met some people in that disorder. That's probably why. 
But there's some genetic research that suggests that some people are inclined to be sociopaths, and it's because of how their brain is developed. They've actually discovered that certain parts of the attached of the um, the attachment part in the brain that that part doesn't function correctly and so they have no conscience really and they they can get away with this and there are generational curses as well Aaron you're you're right about that um so there is there is that and I get that there are um genetic factors uh, and I'll give you an example my my great uncle he's that's what his role was in my family that's who he was to me He's the one that molested me most of my childhood. But what I know about him was that he was raised in an orphanage. His sister, which was my mother's mom, uh, was a heavy drunk, okay? And there was alcoholism. She was also raised in an orphanage, and she had a very hard life herself. Um, and I'm pretty sure way back in the 20s when they were in the orphanages, uh, it might have even been in the teens, um, there was probably abuse in those orphanages. I mean, that's just, that's just, that was commonplace. Does that excuse what they did to us? No, not at all. But it gives you a little bit of a, a background how some of the etiology is of this, how the beginning, the origins of this takes place. On the other hand, though, I look at people, there are some people who frankly just don't give a, they don't care. <laughs> I had one of my, my godly friends at Pickleball tell me not to use certain words. So I'm trying not to say these words, just so you know, in case she watches, because I don't want to get yelled at. Um, but anyway, so there's, there, there, are, there, there are no reasons to become a molester. And there are many reasons to break the curse, you know. I mean, there are some people who, who get molested. They never molest anybody. Uh, there are others who that's all they do. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's what they do. Um, it concerns me that you could ramp this up to the level of doing this with a machine. And, and you know what it is, actually, in reality, what it is, is it's taking the, the issue of pornography addiction and where you have that one uh, physical, um, some people would argue, let me put it this way, some people would argue, ah, well, this is actually better for people who are addicted to pornography or who are into porn because rather than actually hurting an actual human being, they have the robot to do it with instead, right? Well, that's fallacious thinking because if that type of thinking worked, then the sex toy industry wouldn't be booming, first of all, but that also leads to all the other stuff that people get hooked into, so my advice is resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Don't even get involved in the beginning. If, if you're somebody who has unfortunately been exposed to pornography, put it away from you. Run. Run away from it. I can tell you having been exposed to that crap, and that's what it is. When I was a little kid, it took years for that stuff to get out of my head. Years. And I was so thankful that... The internet wasn't like it is today because I would have had pictures of me that my uncle took of me all over the place and some perverts would be looking at those going, oh my gosh, and I, I don't need that. I don't need that. Don't need it, just so you know. But, but it's a slippery slope. You see what I'm saying? It's a, a complete slippery slope. And if the guy names the business Abyss Creations... Duh. I mean, the father of lies is totally behind that. And if if you understand NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association, I've said this a, a lot, their whole motto is sex before eight or it's too late. They want to lower the age of consent. And NAMBLA has hand-in-hand -hand origins with the gay activist community. And the next thing they're going to do, and mark my words, I haven't been the only one saying this. They're going to they're gonna go ahead and, and they're going to promote, not only have they started to promote the whole transgender stuff and, and mess with, with um, genes that way, but the whole animal thing. Oh, wouldn't it be great for a human to have sex with an animal? What do you get? You get a, you get a hybrid, right? And these actually, I believe, existed from ages past you know all the roman the the greek greek mythologies that we see all this stuff that's exactly what that is 
and it is gross. But that's what happens when man is given over to their rampant sin. Romans 1 talks about how the hearts have been hardened and their consciences are seared, you know, and they can do whatever the heck they want. If your conscience is seared, you don't care. You don't care about anybody but yourself and trying to get that, that flesh satisfied, which you're never gonna. You're never gonna. You're never going to. Know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, Alice said, we can see the evolution already of how people are turning more inward. Social skills are being lost in order to have a relationship. One does have to think about someone else. Having a bot to meet one's needs eliminates having to grow emotionally past about three. It's true. That's very true. And that's what concerns me about this generation that's been raised on computers. Because you, if you don't have that, I mean, they have cameras now. They're called baby cams. You can actually put the baby cam in the crib and they have these remote things where you can actually, the parent can look at the baby from a different room. If the baby's crying, they have this remote thing that they have this, um, they're like, it's an electronic thing. You put it next to the kid. If he cries, it, it, it soothes it. You have no human contact. You cannot live without human contact. You can't. You just can't. I mean, God created us for human contact. That's why they say, you know, get at least 10 hugs a day. And, and when you hug somebody, hug them for at least 20 seconds because it takes about that long for your chemicals to connect. That's why you feel close to people you hug and you kiss because you have the, that chemical connection that God created. You know, in fact, the... The medical research actually shows that the same um, type of connection that you get with a human, especially sexual connection, it's the same type of chemical that, that is, is um, given off when you eat, eat a lot of chocolate. That's why chocolate is very rampant with on Valentine's Day and stuff. That's why a lot of people eat a lot of chocolate because they get that same feeling they, they would get if they were connected to another person. And that's why masturbation is such a big, huge problem with pornography, because again, it's the same um, chemicals and the, the stuff, it's the high that you're getting, um, because that's how God created us. He created us for that connection. And when you don't have that connection, you know, there's no satisfaction in it, which anybody who's ever been addicted to pornography or been a sex addict will tell you. And I actually spent a number of years working uh, closely, very closely with a woman who ran sex addiction groups when I was a therapist in California. Um, and I met a lot of men and I heard a lot of stories about how, uh, these men in particular, oxytocin, there you go. For some reason, my brain, anyway, for some reason, these men, they all had different stories, but it starts with pornography usually or abuse of, of their own, which, you know, not a good thing a sad thing and what's even sadder is that i know a lot of you have all also been abused in fact i know quite a bit uh, quite a few of you in this audience have been abused that's why you love me because you because you know i get it and you know i'll speak out against it but also try to offer you hope and by the way i am going to be having a guest come on mm, i'm not i forgot what day it is but we're going to be talking a lot about that in the future because there's a lot of good hope out there and you don't have to uh, you know, the generational curse that's passed down through that lineage, you can break it. In Jesus' name, you can break it. And Jesus will set you free, and he'll give you everything that you need to overcome it. Right? Amen? Amen. Right, Bareface? Right. Uh, we're kind of running short on time, so we need to... I know. All right, so do you want to do the Ariel? Sure, we do, do have sponsors, so and now here's Bearface. Wait, uh, me. here's Bearface. No, hey, wait, there me. he is. I'm here. Are you okay? Gonna adjust my camera a little <laughs> bit so that uh, my head's not being cut off. Your head Something is so like long. That. Yeah, I have you a sh- tall head. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love to pick on him. I can't help it. It just comes naturally. All right. Well, if you uh. Head on over to a BibleNewsRadio.com uh, and click on the resources uh, item there in the menu. In the top row, you'll find three uh, three resources. I should pull it up where you can see it. There you go. Three resources. 
on ecclesiology, which is the doctrine of the church. Uh, there, uh, are, there's one by Dr. Arno Fruchtenbaum uh, with uh, it's a study guide and uh, audio recordings. There's one that's uh, just an MP3 recording, very affordable, and uh, one that's a course by a Messianic Rabbi Muddle Balliston. And Muddle. Muddle, yeah. Click yep, on those. That's how he says his name. And uh, then it'll pop up for, hey, speaking of <laughs> study of the church, uh, there is a free Messianic Bible study available when you sign up for our email list, the local church. Paul wants you to bring your beard back. Yeah. Paul, anyway. you don't kiss him, just so you know. Anyway, so. <laughs> He's more fun to kiss without it. Just saying. On each of those, <laughs> on those resource, on each of those resource pages, you can. Uh, I have a vote here. Anyway, you can read about those. Click the details button, and that'll take you to a, a page where you can purchase that resource. Remember, always remember that anything on the Ariel site, uh, Ariel.org, you can save twenty percent anytime on anything when you use the coupon code Bible News. And so encourage you to do that. You'll also find a few other resources on on our resources page. For example, uh, there in the middle of the second row was a book, Fearless Prayer. It's a new book by uh, Dr. Craig Hazen. And uh, you can read about that, and that's available directly from us. We have limited quality, quantities available, but uh, just fifteen dollars will get this hardcover book to you. Uh, shipping is free, and uh, be sure to check that out as well. I have to give a shout out to my friend Jr. at Pickleball who bought one today. All right. Yep, he supports our show, and that's a it's a really good thing. That's a real good thing. Yeah, he's a good guy. All right, I think I'm done with that. Okay. Um. You were too busy interrupting me, <laughs> so you don't know what to say now. Now you know how I feel when you interrupt me. Well, um, not, not while you were giving a message for what? our sponsor. Okay, I talked about Legal Shield. Yeah, you did. Well, here's the thing with Legal Shield: there's there's Performance Club, and then there's Performance Club Pro. I, Ooh. you know, I think one of you guys said. You asked me how many I need. I actually need three full memberships to get Performance Club Pro. That gives you a bigger bonus. But two memberships will yeah, actually get me. me get me there. That will actually cross me over the halfway point. What Legal Shield just did, not well, you should care because this is really cool. What they just did was they made it actually where we can actually earn money now if we work part time. Because a lot of people they'll sign on to a direct sales company. And they won't have a full, you know, they'll have a full-time job and they won't have a ton of time. So they actually made the compensation plan better. So you have to, you can do less and actually earn money, which is really cool. But anyway, um, next week, let me ask you guys this. Give me your feedback on this. Uh, next week, um, one of my guests is Cheryl Chumley. You guys, many of you know Cheryl. She wrote the book, The Devil in D.C. I don't know why Tuggy Bear's crying, but anyway, she, she's going to be our guest on Thursday. Uh, also, Halloween, a.k.a. All Saints Eve, is going to be taking place on Wednesday, the 31st. And here's my question. How many of you would like us to do uh, a show about the origins of Halloween or... Um, you know, kind of dig into some of that, that stuff. Let me know because, um, if you do, I'm going to change some of my broadcasting on this. Okay. And then the week after, uh, Michael Heiser is going to be our guest. He's going to talk about his brand new book on angels, which I think you'll find really super interesting. Um, I hope because it is actually very interesting. So, um, so Alice said, yes, uh, and then if there are any other topics, I still have my book after the ball about the marketing of homosexuality to America. Haven't done, I haven't finished my series there in that, but if you haven't watched it yet, then what I want you to do is go over to our YouTube channel. We, and look for that list, um, the marketing of homosexuality to America and watch it. There's eight hours there. You can watch me for eight hours. Wouldn't that make your day? <laughs> go ahead. 
make my day. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and we'll try to do something on Halloween. Um, also, don't forget to join my text message list. I'm going to be doing another giveaway. I decided this weekend I'm going to do another giveaway, another contest, uh, a giveaway. Um, some books. I have some books. I have some books I got from Harvest House. Um, so we're going to do a giveaway on a couple of these books. Uh, so join our text message list, okay? And that is text the term Bible News to 33222. There you go, Bareface. I already put it up. Double three, triple two. All right. And the way the text message contest works usually is I go, all of a sudden I go, oh my gosh, I'm doing a contest right now. And I'm going to go ahead and send out a text. And I'm going to say the text number, if you're number five or whatever it is, um, <clears throat> the whatever number of person it is that responds to me will win the prize, okay? <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Uh, so, and I'm doing this for fun. You know, I like to give away stuff, but uh, some of this stuff has to be bought. So go, go to our bookstore. I'm going to try to have Randall um, update our bookstore or create a bookstore because we do have a lot of books here that if you want to give a donation or actually buy a specific book, uh, some of the publishers have been very gracious to me and given us some stuff so that they can help us raise money because they can't actually sponsor our show the way that would be super cool if they could. <laughs> uh, so that is that because I think we have um, two or three books. But anyway, we are a missionary couple, people. So just keep that in mind and, uh, uh, and all that. So remember, if you, if you don't forget anything or you forget anything don't forget stuff but if you just remember that you're not alone I, this is really on my heart i want to tell you this sometimes in life the very thing that we struggle with is our opportunity to watch god work in our weaknesses uh hi franco you know i woke up this morning true story I got woken up this morning at about four o'clock because I had this loud buzzing, screeching sound in my head. And I'm like, I don't know where it came from. I woke up. I was like, okay, is my ears ringing? This is really, it was really weird. Really weird. Had, you know, this high pitched sound, you know, and it freaked me out. And I struggle with anxiety off and on and especially this type of anxiety. So I'm like going, okay, this is crazy. So I get up, go downstairs. I'm like, okay, I can't hear it. Then I come back upstairs. I'm like, I can hear it again. I, I still don't know what it was, but it made me on it. It made me on edge, right? So this morning when I sent out that scripture in first, I think it was first Timothy, what um, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I had to keep quoting that over and over again. And, and all of you guys who are our regular viewers and, you know, listeners and stuff, I literally spent a whole bunch of time praying for everybody. I was like, Lord, okay, I'm going to just pray because I was so distracted by this annoying sound that I couldn't get rid of. It was driving me crazy. I was thinking, this is how you can drive somebody nuts. You could, and people do it. It's called torture. <laughs> but here's, here's what I know. I went ahead. I started praying for everybody. I prayed for, I prayed for Paul. I prayed for Melanie. I prayed for all. I pretty much prayed for everybody because I have this whole thing. And by the time I got done praying for everybody, I was feeling peace. I felt fine. I was like, good. The Bible tells us to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And we have to do that, especially in this world of deception where we are living in the devil's world. Don't ever forget that. God created it, but for now, God has given the devil dominion over it. And so don't think for a second that... Um, when you're feeling anxious, discouraged, angry, disillusioned, you, you don't trust God, you think God hates you, you, you're whatever. Don't think for a second that that's not Satan trying to discourage you from your walk with Christ. The Bible says in John, in, um, in James chapter 4, verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's my encouragement to you. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. He will, you know. He's made us an overcomer. If you're in Christ, you're an overcomer, right? Yeah, he is the principality of the air for sure. Um, you know, but if you're in Christ, you're an overcomer. Walk through the fear, right? I, I redefine fear as faith every day accomplishes results. 
you have to walk through it because if you don't, you're just going to be, you're going to be incapacitated and the devil's going to win and he's already lost, right? So plead the blood of Jesus, push into Christ, remember him, go back to the book of Jonah, look at some of the parallels there, watch the show that we did on Jonah if you missed it. Um, and just know that he loves you. He really does love you. So he offers us the ability to be bold in our faith. He offers this opportunity to stand up and to go, even if we're scared. Why? Because he loves you. He really, 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 really loves you. He does. And he wants us to draw near to him and to get to know him better. So that is my hope and my prayer for you. Um, I actually have a meeting to go to soon, <laughs> but, um, I, uh, I hope and pray that you guys have a good weekend and I will talk to some of you hopefully soon. And I hope you guys have, um, I just hope you're blessed. I really do. If you need anything, you know where I'm at. Give me a text. If you need Randall, you know where he's at. He's with me just so you know. <laughs> okay. Have a good weekend. We'll see you. Uh, I guess Randall will see you for weekends in the word, uh, tomorrow and Sunday. Yep. Yeah.